0: Um, So you're looking at the map on the screen right now of the two districts. Um, Our proposal for the project will be to create a corridor-based overlay for the commons area. Um, So for anyone unfamiliar with how an overlay works, um, it's essentially, uh, it allows the township to tailor zoning regulations to address specific land use issues um, by creating a special zoning district which is placed over um, and applies in addition to the underlying zoning district. So all of the regulations in the underlying districts would still apply. Uh, so overlay regulations similarly address, you know, a lot of a lot of the same issues like uses, design, density, um, you know, even natural resource protections, things like that. Those those can still um, be included in overlay regulations. <clears throat> uh, so. Why, why did we choose a corridor-based overlay, um, rather than um, a somewhat more traditional overlay, which just encompasses the districts underneath them? So there, there are a few reasons why we decided to, to look at it this way. Um, the, and, and all of them kind of center around this idea of directing development towards the primary arteries of the, of the commons. So, And why is that the preference that we, that we were thinking about? Um, the first reason is that it, it gives the potential to create more of a kind of sense of place for, for this, you know, area. Um, it, it, it can kind of, uh, it kind of avoids the sort of sporadic development projects in, in one area and then another area of the commons that kind of miss the mark in creating a sense of place and cohesion and, and, we're, and that's kind of what we're we're trying to accomplish um secondly there's less of a risk of upsetting some of the folks in the uh, residential areas that are uh, abutting the properties of the commons. so by centering it more along the corridors we can kind of avoid some of the parcels that are um you know closer to some of the residential areas to the to the western portion of the uh of these two districts Um, And third, by by using this corridor approach, the township could also take advantage of what we saw as a huge asset to the commons, um, which is the uh, SEPTA Route 130 bus that runs through it. Um, So you can kind of use that as a complementary asset to tailor or to target uh, development projects along that uh, SEPTA SEPTA line. Um, So we speaking about the SEPTA 130 bus. Bus, we thought this would also be extremely beneficial, especially if you're considering allowing for um, higher dens, higher density, uh, lower cost rental units in this area, um, because the 130 bus can get residents from the Commons area to uh, the borough and onto uh, other places like Bucks County Community College in just a matter of minutes. Um, so it would be a, a nice, a nice addition to to have that there. Um, also, by encouraging development along the transit corridor, there's, there's more room to think about a potential reduction in the amount of required parking um, if people are relying on, on bus travel more than automobile travel. Um, and if that's the case, then it leads more development flexibility um, by bring, and, and potentially bring in more interesting projects that don't require seas of parking alongside them. Um, and then, certainly, a reduction in vehicle miles uh, traveled in exchange for more transit trips would be beneficial to the township, um, both from an environmental perspective and from a traffic mitigation perspective. Um, so with, with transit in mind, it, it also follows that the overlay would, would adhere to um, a complete streets philosophy. Um, and, and what that is, is, is it's crafting regulations toward the goal of creating a safe, convenient Multimodal transportation network for all users. So that's cars, transit riders, bicyclists, and pedestrians. Um, and we would be thinking about this uh, by addressing pedestrian infrastructure like sidewalks and crosswalks, uh, while also encouraging bicycle infrastructure uh, throughout the overlay uh, by, by uh, providing bike lanes and bike racks, things like that. Um, all right, so what else might the overlay provide? <clears throat> Um, so obviously it, it's, there's an opportunity for new uses and, and creating what I mentioned earlier in this sense of place. Um, and we would want to encourage a mix of uses um, and, and the goal would be to build a sort of a diversity of compatible land uses that complement one another. Um, so things like commercial, residential, office, institutional and other appropriate uses would all be considered for, for the overlay. Um, and by combining those those uses that complement each other nicely, um, we'd be promoting um, a more livable uh, space where where you can you know you can have dwellings, shops, workplaces all within walking distance to one another, um, and that really adds to the livability atmosphere of the commons. Um, we also want to encourage sustainable development principles, so encouraging green design, lead criteria, um, and other sustainable development measures for. Uh, the buildings, streets, and uh, drainage areas. Uh, area and dimensional requirements would also be something that we'd work into the overlay regs. Um, potentially relaxing setback requirements, uh, allowing for greater density, um, and looking at uh, building height max. We'd also we'd also want to focus on uh, public space. Uh, So with that, we would we would want to follow the goal of fostering a lively and vibrant area that could be a gathering place for the community. So we'd want to encourage plazas, seating areas, um, outdoor eating areas, uh, wider sidewalks in in certain areas, gateway features and uh, other amenities that benefit the public at large. Um, And then finally, uh, we would be looking at design standards, too. So these are provisions that are relating more specifically to uh, building architecture, some of the signs that could be utilized, lighting, uh, landscaping, and then other kind of aesthetic touches. So when when thinking about design standards, um, these can be either worked into the overlay regulations themselves, um, or they can exist in in sort of a a standalone, uh, more formalized set of design guidelines. Um, and then if you have something like a design guidelines, uh, you know we've seen these worked into um, uh, municipalities, subdivision land development ordinance um, to make the to make them, I guess, uh, waiverable um, so that they're not as uh, restrictive for, for development purposes. Um, all right, so that's kind of the overview in a nutshell um, of where what we're thinking about at the moment um i'll just flip this over to did that switch yes okay so this is this is just kind of and i'm not going to really go over all of this i'll 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 forward this along so that uh the committee has it um but these are oh, oh yeah okay so these are just uh some exhibits that we've gathered uh that are kind of um comparable examples to what we're thinking about so the map is the first exhibit, and then there's a few examples here of potentially similar overlay regulations from other areas around the county. Um, this one uh, is from Northampton Township. Uh, this one is uh, Village Overlay District, in, I believe, uh, Plumstead, um, and then the final one is from I think it's from Pendel, uh, pendel they their transit-oriented development overlay regs. Um, so. You know some of the they're, they're not obviously they're not exactly comparable to the situation in, in the comments but um, just from some of the broader themes it might give you a sense of of, of some like here you know listing out uses and stuff like that to, to what we're thinking about um, and then and then we included some pictures here of some of some uh, projects throughout the county that we had kind of envisioned for something to strive towards for, for what we're looking for. This is a mixed-use development uh, in New Britain Township, the Butler Square Apartments uh, commercial on the ground floor with some residential above. Um, then this is in Dublin Borough, Dublin Town Center. Um, and then this final one is uh, Patriot Station in uh, Chalfont Borough. Um, so, and, and when I, I mentioned earlier, higher resident, higher density residential, and really what i mean by that is th- this is the highest density we, we likely would imagine something like this not nothing mm-hmm. you know no, we're not talking high rise or anything here so this is kind of the extent of the density that we're thinking about but um yeah so that's that's essentially what i had had prepared to to share at this point um i'm happy to answer any questions or um, if anyone has any comments or feedback that you know you'd like us to think about as we move forward i'm happy to um you know I'd have, i'm happy to entertain that discussion
1: um just a comment jeremy uh thanks for the presentation it was very concise i happen to know all three of those developers who did those projects and i think probably the South barrow is is different in the sense that um it doesn't have retail on the first floor, correct? Right. I think, yeah, I think you're right about that. Yeah, because, again, um, like in New Britain, it, it's on a major highway and across mm-hmm. from you know, Del Valle. So I would, I would just say that that's probably a, a different sort of animal than what we've got. Um, I know Montgomery County is where they've done a lot of things in that sort of Horsham area. Mm-hmm. And I know that you're the Bucks County Planning Commission, but do you ever sort of, crossover and, and get some feedback because I think they really enhanced their quote-unquote office industrial park
0: um, by what they've done out there again on a major highway
1: so a little bit different.
0: Right um, yeah that's I, I, I'm, I'm somewhat familiar with that area not super familiar but um, it's definitely something that we can we can look to um, for for examples we, we we often you know cross county borders <laughs> we're not <laughs> We're not totally yep. siloed in Bucks County.
1: So. I think the thing is uh, for us and, and our board and another board that I'm on in the business commons, I think what we're really trying to emphasize um, to our you know, township boards is that we need more services, not yeah. just focusing on residential, but we really do need the services they were For traditionally the last 20 years or more that I've been here and own buildings in the commons, you know, it's, and it just gets more and more trafficy. We don't really have a lot of people I don't see that use the public transportation. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I'm sure you have the stats on that. We used to track that as they used to be part of our, uh, our, our board. Um, I just, I'm driving around there every day and I just don't see a lot of people at the bus stops. So I'm not yes. sure that public transportation is applicable as much here as it is in perhaps some other locations.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with you that there, the usage is, is definitely is definitely an issue and something that we're, we're thinking about. I think when we, you know, when we imagine having development that's uh, kind of connected around you know transit transit corridors, what we hope would be the case would be that, you know, adding an apartment building here or adding some residential units here might actually increase the usage of that service. Um, so it's, it's like a chicken or the egg type thing, I guess. But, um, but I, I hear what you're saying, but I, I, and I think also the the other issue that came up when we were talking to the planning commission was the, um, the, uh, the, the schedule isn't exactly conducive to, you know, your, your everyday commuter. Like the, you, you kind of have to time your, the way that you travel based on when the, when the bus runs and it doesn't run with that much frequency. So. And, and that, again, that's
1: precisely what we have studied over the last 20 years that I've been involved, and I get it's the chicken or the egg, but I think that also has to do with the maybe the household median income. You mm-hmm. know, it's different in a new town than it would be, let's just say, towns further east.
0: That's mm-hmm. just practically, you know, it's just a, a fact, you know what I mean? Yeah. So when you, you mentioned services, so I know things like, uh dry cleaners have come up do you, do you have any other services in mind that um you know you you think would be a a, a nice addition to to uh include in some regulations uh yeah food food and food <laughs> okay
2: at our economic development committee meetings and at the newtown business commons committee meetings we've gone down a whole list of things that we've either recently seen variances granted for in the commons, or are just plain not permitted. That's, well, high density housing, elder housing, Uh recreational facilities, hospitals, nursing homes, retail shops, service businesses, tailors, salons, barbers, dry cleaners, eating places, entertainment venues, special cultural shopping facilities, parking structure, and uh, medical marijuana. And another uh-huh. member of the Business Commons Association said that in the real estate business, they've been seeing inquiries for things like entertainment—not traditional entertainment like nightclubs, but bury the hatchet, bounce you, uh, kids' party places, dog daycare, and salon suites. Uh-huh. And again, dry cleaners and this one I had questions about. She said that she's been asked about swim schools, but I had questions to ask her and didn't get a chance to ask them yet. What
1: does that mean? I I was involved in that as well, Mary. I Mm -hmm. I can answer that. And again, we also have, you know, a situation in Newtown where ground is very, very expensive to to acquire. Mm -hmm. An existing building is very expensive to acquire. So, what people can charge in those other services is directly um, correlated to what rent they would have to pay because of how much the landlord probably had to pay for it or had to do with sure. fit out. Some of those fit outs are very very expensive, and now we've all learned that through COVID, a lot of those things. You know, I have been approached by some daycare. You know, they want more daycares out in and which are allowed in the commons, but. Do I really want a 10,000 square foot building with tiny toilets, and then have another COVID, and then I can't adapt it, and I just spent two million dollars? It's just right. not practical. So, so we're also—it's a—it's a fine balance. We're—we're we're limited in what we can take. Um, again, based on what they're—you know—they can charge for their services and what they can afford
2: to pay in rent. Yeah. Well, sure. Primarily, the goal of the EDC had been to expand permitted uses in such a way that we don't lose business, corporate business, that we continue to be a place that people want high-end corporate accountants, engineers, attorneys, that sort of business. We don't want to lose that, what we do have. We want to cater to what they might want. And that's where the Commons Association kind of comes in, too. What are they seeing their employees ask for? But the one thing that everyone we've talked to outside of this meeting at the planning commission as we stood around later so it's not on the record is that we didn't want to change the business commons into a uh, like this type of development that you've been showing us where people live over the store we really wanted to enhance the corporate environment
0: okay So then, I mean, well, that kind of brings up the question of, of allowing for residential at all. I mean, is that
2: I would say my feeling is from conversations with other members is that we're not opposed to it, but the overlay is so big that it could become all residential.
1: think that's actually practical. I
2: don't
1: think so either. Well, they they have to tear down, you know, the buildings that they're proposing. One of them I know down closer to the NAC is um, recently was was purchased and they're working, dumping a lot of money into it to try to put labs in there. Um, You know, I don't don't see, I don't really see one practical spot where it would um, make fiduciary sense to knock down a building and, say, build apartments. Yeah,
2: and and that, that and I, is in, not in the overlay yeah the
0: octagon well and, and then the, the other strategy that you know I, I would probably raise is, is you know to allow for something like we, what we could do is is we could allow for residential what only if it's a part of a mixed use development like it could be something structured like that so you couldn't you couldn't uh, build just residential like it would have to be in combination
2: that did work
0: well when we revitalized the town commercial district on sycamore street right yeah so I, I would probably recommend something like that
3: and and to add and contribute a little bit to the conversation my perspective on it is the residential should go there, there should be some sort of amount of residential in there if you're increasing the services it would only be logical to have an inherent customer base in that immediate area that could patronize those businesses at times in which business traffic would be lower or non-existent. And that's also one of the things that would benefit a lot of the existing businesses. There's a brewery, there's a very large fitness center, and two large storage spaces, um, storage uh, unit facilities there. So that would kind of provide people in apartments or smaller dwellings enough space to store all their extra stuff. So it seems like it would be a really practical thing to do and whether it be in the parcel that, that Mary had mentioned, 661 Penn Street or any of the other ones, I, I, I'm a, personally of the opinion that some amount of residential is smart there and would be an yeah. easy way to get a lot of EIT out of a single parcel. Yeah,
0: that, that's, that's, where, that's where we are with it too. I, I, I agree entirely with what you just said. Don't
4: forget, oh, man, and then. there are residents from uh, areas surrounding yeah. the commons which could benefit from small businesses that may be in this A B structure, whatever you call it, where there's residents above a business, like a bodega or something like that. Mm-hmm. We compete with Summit Square, which is in Middletown. <laughs> so that would be good for Newtown. Uh, and people could walk. I know there's one community in the west side there, which is sort of identity uh, housing. Uh, Farm Road, no? Fountain Farm Road.
2: Fountain yeah, right? Farm
4: Road. That's All the senior people, housing. Yeah, And they would like to probably walk to some place where they can get a sandwich. And they can't go across the bypass to Summit Square, so it would be... Now, right now all we got there is
2: francesco uh, which is a great place yeah but it's the only game
4: in town. Yeah. So, well I, I may have said this before
0: um but you know from the school district's perspective we really like active adult communities mm-hmm.
3: as opposed to general residential and that public space that you'd mentioned there, whether it be the wider sidewalks or the public gathering area, I, I think would be a really smart idea. And I've even seen some in commercial settings in larger, um, uh, you know, shopping centers where they have like a central area with gas-powered fire pits and stuff like that. And that's one of those things that you can get people that will come out in any weather to be outside. And you put yep. a coffee place in there that sells hot chocolate, and you have a reason for people to come out there and congregate and patronize the businesses. So yeah,
0: yeah, and and then yeah, you're generating foot traffic, which kind of adds to the overall feel of the of the, the space in general, and, and it benefits all the businesses that are there. Yeah.
4: Some people have talked about uh, food trucks. In in the area there because there's I heard thirteen thousand employees I don't know if that's true now in that area but what do they do for lunch? Um, they have to do very few places where they can walk to uh, especially since what place closed down and, uh, on downtown Avenue the
2: chef
4: oh yeah okay well, what's his name? Joey G. Joey G's yeah. shut down, and that's uh, the uh, only place where they could walk. Basically.
2: Yeah. That's in the new overlay, though. So, is it, it's yeah. It's a pro- you see the pink line across the top? Yeah. And it curves down.
3: Yeah. What that's Joey the G's
2: line. That's the new 10 yard line.
3: That's the. Uh, the
2: the pink the is the, uh, the, the proposed district.
3: overlay corridor they that's not built that. joey
2: g's unfortunately what? joey g's is on the other end yeah well, it's at the other end but it is still in the oli
3: district yeah the pink ones are all the they're saying that those are the main arteries that yeah. they've identified as okay. the best way to build what it up where
2: that red triangle is in the corner
3: oh yeah right over there right around there yeah
2: go right where you are the t- that's joey g's no mary mary that's that's not Joey G's.
1: Joey G's isn't is, is on the other side of the red. It's not even in the zone. Yeah. If you see there's two buildings there. It's
3: old. that's it. That's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, but yeah, with, without those options to, to you know continue at thought there, then what happens now is people have to get in their car. And drive to the other side of the township or another municipality and then that leads to that could lead to traffic that could lead to Money not being spent within the township. It leads to people spending five dollars a gallon on gas to get a sandwich Or it's delivered which then means more car traffic in there anyway It only makes sense to have more restaurants in there that people can walk to and you have so many residential neighborhoods already nearby that until you get any multi-family combination whatever single family anything residential in there you have a customer base to sustain those businesses while the development goes on the residential
1: yeah, well the so other much. thing about mixed uses you need to find businesses that are willing to rent that space who only have a, a, a an audience uh, morning and afternoon by the evening you know it, it probably wouldn't generate enough business to be able to sustain so it would have to be you know a breakfast lunch kind of a place
4: what kind of
2: a place? Breakfast, yeah. a
1: yes. breakfast and lunch. Yeah. A breakfast and lunch and a coffee. I don't know that, you know, if you had a mixed-use somewhere in there, I'm not sure that they would do evening business necessarily.
4: Right, right. That's, that's for the uh, Village at Newtown. That's where the evening business really was Of course, there's going to be on across the uh, bypass at the uh, point up there. Uh, so uh, a lot of people
3: probably gonna get in their cars to go to Lala, you can't walk across Not there. Not convenient. And actually, to what you would said there, Karen, about the the food places and breakfast, lunch, coffee kind of place, there was someone who was a Newtown Business Association member, I forget if it was last year or in 2020, and he was a retail sales consultant, and I reached out to him to try and, you know, just talk to him about what we were trying to undertake. and pick his brain and one of the things he had mentioned explicitly is something he thought would be a good thing for that business commons area it would be some sort of coffee shop or like small like bistro restaurant that had the ability to have entertainment there like open mics at night or small bands like acoustic bands or like indie type bands not a big you know Metallica concert or anything but that would be something I guess that could the brewery bring, had a kitchen yes yeah pretty much they have stacks there. Brewery different animal than a coffee place. You have to no, remember I that. I mean,
2: what the brewery is doing, they don't have a kitchen, yeah. but they provide evening entertainment. And they have food trucks. Yes, they do. I would love it if we could find a place to house food trucks that people
1: could, you know, could be an essential part or even spread out. Where I mean, I remember back in the day when I first got to Newtown in the 90s, there used to be a woman who had a lunch truck.
2: Oh, the lunch truck, yeah, right. <laughs> but she used to just drive through. She had her stops along the way. And people knew when she was coming.
4: Yeah, you need variety, so you need a, a kind of a... a now
2: that's done through social media.
4: You need an open area where a bunch of food trucks could get together. Yeah, I
3: don't know. That kind of public space village square where yeah. would be a good place like maybe make a, a cul-de-sac nearby where you can park multiple trucks mm, in the right. cul-de-sac and then you have a logical area for people to eat. You could put, yeah. you know, trash people cans around it.
2: Seem to think that all oh, food trucks are wonderful. But there's community involvement in that. Someone has to make sure that there is a food truck. They don't just show up. And they need well, to you know we would
0: have to marry they
2: have to be coordinated. Now, Greg, Greg from
1: the brewery yeah. knows just about all of them because I see yeah. them all at his place. He could probably try to coordinate something
2: to reach out help, to the food. But if you watch his Instagram every week, sorry, no food truck, he canceled. So there's work involved with that.
3: True but having more businesses in there that could draw more customers then might make it more advantageous for the food truck Mm because without knowing too much about the logistics of how they book one of those vendors, if they don't have like a deposit that they're putting down or if the vendor can just pull out and say, hey, I got another gig that's going to pay me more than yeah,"
2: There's a lot more. We're just throwing out food trucks would be great, but I think there's a business aspect to it that we don't know. Yeah, but Maybe the Bucks County Planning Commission knows about this.
4: There's 13,000 people there, let's say 10,000, during the day when the brewery is not open until no, the 4 I know five. that, but
2: so I'm just so saying that. So we're talking
4: about lunch, I think there would be a lot more potential customers for food trucks at lunchtime than at dinner time at the brewery. Well,
2: the Riley's tried doing it at print mail and it was not a success. Well, I,
3: that doesn't mean it can't be a success here? When, no, whenever I, we do bring I, up the food trucks, right. I, I do have a general question, I hope it doesn't make me sound too stupid, but with a food truck, doesn't that not generate as much revenue for the township because- It generates to, no revenue. They, all they have is a transient retail business yeah. permit, which is maybe a couple hundred dollars as opposed to a steady stream of EIT yeah. and property tax yeah, you get exactly. sit down restaurant.
0: Now I mean there obviously there are some benefits that to, to be you know considered when you think about food trucks especially if we're, so right now it sounds like the food truck presence in the commons is largely if not entirely focused around you know just having a, a dining option for folks visiting the brewery right Yeah
2: pretty much
0: Yeah so so yeah I this if if it if it does come to the you know if if you do want to encourage food truck utilization around some type of central gathering place with seating and things like that, then that's, then, you know, we're kind of talking about more of a paradigm shift for how we're thinking about food trucks here, which is fine, I think, but there are a lot of considerations to, to work into that the public space that what you just mentioned with the, is it, is it the juice worth the squeeze? And when you're thinking about loss of potential, you know, brick and mortar shops setting up. Um, but yeah it sounds like it's it's going to require a pretty significant shift in how the uh image of the of the food truck within this commons is seen
2: well could the bucks county planning commission guide us to what's wrong with our current zoning that makes it so difficult to open a restaurant of any variety a drive through a high end it just seems like everything's restricted yeah what kind of changes could be made to our zoning that would make it easier to open a restaurant because i think if there was something in there it would be successful with the lunch crowd and the breakfast crowd but i think a business um of an evening place could still also between people leaving work be having a full-scale hotel there and having a surrounding community that doesn't feel like driving into Village at Newtown and looking for parking. Yeah, I don't see why it couldn't be successful, but it's something about our regulations that make it prohibitive.
0: Well, I think, you know, and, and we're still in the early phases of, of thinking about this stuff, but from, from where I sit right now, I think the, the couple things that come to mind first are the environment right like you have to think about the public space that's available is it a walkable space is it an inviting space for for people to come um, or does it just feel like a, a campus of a bunch of you know offices and industrial complexes and and I, I think so i the way we're looking at it is we have to set the table first and in order to set the table, we have to encourage things like utilization of public space, making sidewalks ubiquitous throughout the
2: common well, That's the in the process that it, right now. We do have a grant to connect all the sidewalks.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean that's that's all you can really do. I mean, you just have to make the area desirable. Like, and and so uh, having sidewalk connectivity, beautification efforts, public space improvements. That's you know from a planning perspective those are the kind of things that that we would be encouraging through through these regs well thanks we do need
2: guidance yeah
0: yeah Jeremy thank you that's a excellent presentation and, and explanation yeah no problem and um, so I guess just to give you a sense of, of what's next here um, we we're gonna we're just going to start kind of working on, on, you know, these draft regulations and, um, and see what comes of it. And we imagine there's going to be a lot of back and forth both between this committee and the planning commission, um, on what, you know, best suits the needs of the community. Um, but w- we just want to have something to get started on. Um, so we're going to in the next couple of months, hopefully have some draft regs to, to start circulating. Um, and then we're also going to develop a couple photo sims. um, that kind of show based on some of the draft regulations that we're we're coming up with what uh, visually could be could be possible um, in in some of these areas of the commons Um, and that yeah like i said within the next couple months i think you can expect to to have something tangible
3: that sounds good i'm happy to happy to see progress being made on this we've been talking about this little area for two years now We have something on paper now, that's a good sign.